Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration, collaboration can inspire community, and communities create social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with filmmaker Louise Detlefsen and my Bieri Ibu, and we, we talk about their new film, It Is Not Over Yet. This is a film uh, about community, and it's it's a film about uh, belonging, and, and kind of, uh, I mean, I think most films, it seems to me, are about in some way finding our way back home, and I think that's certainly been a, a theme on Face to Face for me, and just this idea of, you know, um, the the the, the the power uh, found in, in our relationships in and through others and, and what it, what does it really mean to belong? And so uh, my Barry uh, Ibe and, and her work has taken her to a place where she has created this long-term care home that does not rely on medicine, but relies on, uh, well, actually she says in the interview and in the film, a lot of cake. We have a lot of cake around here. And so this is uh, thinking actually rooted in the the philosophy of a Danish um, a thinker, uh, Logstrup, I believe is, is how you pronounce his last name. Look him up, talking about the ethical demands of others, uh, very connected to another philosopher that I'm uh, re- reading a great deal of these days, Emmanuel Levinas. Um, Denmark, home of Kierkegaard, another uh, great Dane. This is a film about your senses and about how we use our senses. It's a film about, uh, about taking things for granted. It's uh, uh, about stigma and about pushing back uh, and about, uh, as Mai would say, about uh, sort of revolting against the system. And, 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 and as she says, when it comes to the elderly, we so often forget uh, who it is we're, we're actually taking care of. It's about exploring life in, in a new way. Uh, you're you're going to love this uh, uh, film. I think you're going to really enjoy the interview. Uh, it is not over yet. It's world premiere is happening at Hot Docs. You can get your tickets now. If you're listening to this interview post May 9th, 2021, look for it uh, digitally on online. At least uh, look up the website. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The trailer on YouTube and check out uh, Mai's uh, website as well. She has two books 
fascinating work she's doing. And um, um, uh, you can find uh, the link to the bio, uh, uh, or sorry, the link to her website in in the bio. So uh, stay tuned, coming right up. Uh, this, this is about uh, our, the communities we, we find ourselves in. And uh, uh, I, I think it's really a, a conversation and a film about listening. So uh, coming right up, uh, the film is It Is Not Over Yet. And uh, the interview is with my Barry Ibian, Louise Detlefson. Uh, and if you want to learn a little bit more about the work that I'm doing, you can do that at davidpecklive.com. Uh, I'm now totally under one umbrella, all uh, of the, the work that I'm doing. The podcast is there as well. You can still get to it, uh, face-to-face live.ca uh, through that address, but but it's all there, davidpecklive.com. Uh, leave a review for us if you're listening on uh, you know iTunes or Spotify, if that's the way you found your way here. But you can always check out the site and sign up for the newsletter share it with family and friends we really are you know trying to get word on the street things are growing we're getting a lot of traction on facebook as well and now doing some interviews live and, and pretty proud of those and 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 having some fun with it as well and uh, stay tuned uh, for more info of information there but but again please uh, if you are enjoying what we're doing here and are, are um, you know motivated to take 45 seconds out of your day we'd really appreciate a review so stay tuned though coming right up it is not over yet a world premiere at hot docs uh, and uh, my conversation with my pierre ivy and louise detlefson coming right up well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by two very special guests here with us today. I think, uh, well, not around the corner, that's for sure. I'm calling from uh, just outside of Toronto. We have two very uh, special guests. Louise and Maya are here with us today to talk about their new film. They're, in my opinion, their brilliant, beautiful, and profound new film. It is not over yet. Thank you both uh, for joining me uh, from Denmark, I think. Yes. Thank you. So, Louise, tell me... T- tell me about this film that is not over yet. Why isn't it over yet? Tell us about the title. Tell us about the context and maybe about how you were pulled into this story uh, in the first place. It actually started a couple of years ago when I heard Mai in a radio interview and she she talked about her small dementia home in the in the countryside and for the first time ever, I heard somebody talking that life with dementia could be actually fun, that you could feel happy and you could have a good life. And uh, that really, that got me curious. And um, so I started reading about Mai and her project, uh, her nursing home and contacted her. And out of that, uh, that was a starting point for the documentary. Life with dementia could be fun. So so my father suffered from Parkinson's disease for many, many years, and it was a, it was a serious challenge, neurological disorder, of course. Um, I, would, I wouldn't use that phrase, and he, he ended up into a long-term care facility. But one of the thoughts I had was dementia, or at least the way, my that you're presenting it, that you're working with it, it's really about being present. And that's what you're providing to your patients. And that's so beautiful. Can you, can you tell me how you were pulled into this and why this became the way that you wanted to proceed with or, or get involved in long-term care? Yes, um, it, it, it's um, because I had several years as a, as, as a nurse, practicing as a nurse in the public system. And um, 
also at the same time my dad had dementia and that combination between my work and and these experiences I had with my dad in the system made me believe that I could make a a new facility, a new kind sort of facility, a new place um, for people with severe dementia. And uh, it's also... uh, brought into the world by by the thought that these people are very fragile. And I I think that the system we have is not so keen to to taking care of these people in in an equal manner. So so, uh, I I wanted to to create a place with a a huge amount of dignity to these people and... um, and give them a life in, in, in the last part of their life. They, I mean, when they come in, they only have maybe one or two years left. So I, I wanted to give them a good life in, in this last, last part of their life. So that was sort of the, the beginning of it. I, I notice in the film, but I also read, uh, you know, in the press kit. And by the way, the film is uh, for those of us listening, for those of you listening, premiering it at Hot Docs. Uh, you can get your tickets uh, at Hot Docs and, and do that. You're going to want to see this film. It is not over yet. Um, you use, and, and Louise, you beautifully start the film. You're establishing shots or the shots of the hands and the knitting. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's delightful. The technique, the practice of that. I, I love that. But hugs, touch, talking, humor, eye contact, nature, bubbles, the joy of community, and plenty of cake. How is it that cake plays into uh, uh, this community that you've created? Uh, and why is that such an important part of, 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 of healing? Are you asking me? I'm I'm asking you both, but I'd love to hear you. Well, I, I can yes, say a little I would bit about to. the cake, and it's actually uh, it's because uh, many of our values are very uh, it's it's family values. Actually, we we try to create a, a home, a family, and and that's why the cake is very important, and also the food, of course. But the cake kind of uh, symbolizes uh, a togetherness, a community, something we eat together, something we. Uh, we we smell it and then we want to eat it. It's something. It's um, it's something happy. So and 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 the way we use the cake as a tool, you could say, <laughs> is that um, when when the residents they sleep in in the during the midday, they they all of them they sleep uh, one or two hours and they actually sleep uh, together in the living room. I think you might saw that in in, in the new movie in the in the documentary. Um, when they wake up, they would feel this sense of cake and they would like to come up again and to be part of the community. And also the relatives, they come into to the, to the house, to the home at that time, and that's a good time for visiting the family uh, relatives. And then they, they meet with other relatives, they, they meet with the other residents also so we get that community feeling the family feeling so the cake is actually quite important <laughs> it's not just cake it's it's about feeling like you, you're part of a family 
it's it's so it's so great. I, I I immediately went. My my daughter is learning, and my son too, actually learning how to bake cookies. I don't know how to do that, but just recently that the 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 aroma, the 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 senses, right? I mean, it just it 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 feels like home. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and, and Louise, if, I mean, did I you think, to, did you think my was did you think my was a bit crazy with this idea about cake? <laughs> no, but I I think what. When you come into to Dagmas Mene, you, you really have this feeling of, yeah, the homely feeling that, you know, people are sitting down, they're knitting, an old man is, is, play, is playing the piano and things are going on and you, you just want to, you, you feel that people are belonging there. And that was mm. also some of the things that fascinated me really much in the beginning, how important it is for us as human beings to, to belong to a community, to feel that we have a role to play, that we're part of, we're close to other people. So that was something that when I came to research that really hit me uh, on an emotional level. And, um, and, and I thought I need to know more, more about this place. And um, so then I began filming for more than a year. It's so good. The, this idea of belonging and what I, what I so love the thread of hope in this story is, is really a beautiful thing. My, why, why is it that the system, and it seems like this is kind of, I think in, in certainly in the West or the global North is a systemic problem. The sense of, you know, I would imagine long-term care facilities in some cases try to create community, you know, they've got a chess club or, or maybe a baking club or, you know, those types of things. But but you've started from from another first principle. Why is it so hard um, for the for the for 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 the for the system to come on board? If you know what I'm asking, you know, is is it too expensive? Is it is it too hard? You know, I, I, I'm I'm confused by that. <laughs> um, actually, it's it's uh, I think it's not too expensive because many of our ways of doing it is uh, is it's uh, not expensive ways um and uh, creating this family feeling is not expensive it's it's about using your senses and about being together and and use your your social intelligence i could say <laughs> um but i think uh, when it goes wrong in the system maybe it's because we we look too much into these people as they have. We, we talk too much about the disease. So, uh, and when we do that, we we also say that they should go to a facility, they should go to an institution, a nursing home, and so on. But if you try to to call it um, uh, a, a home, <laughs> going into a community, or just trying to to look at it in another way, I think it's it. Uh, it is possible to, to create this model also in the big places, also in, in a big care facility. But, but the problem is that when you look at, at uh, elderly, and, and especially elderly with, with dementia, you look at them like they are, well, we stigmatize them in the society and we, we, we only look at them right. with, the, with the disease. So if we, you, you try to create the normality and do not speak so much about the do not speak at all actually about the disease then you will see that they they begin also to to act uh, healthier or normally you could say hmm. it's, and, it's, and fas- and it's fascinating and the, this yes, notion and, that we talk 
Yes, and and just the last part of it is that, that when you create the normality, uh, normal, um, what is it called? Normality uh, in 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 these homes. Normality. Normality. Then you 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 would uh, rather I I think uh, quickly you you get a feeling that this is not a system, so you you get rid of the systemizing way right. of, of looking at these people. Yes. But I mean, I, I would say that in just just if I could add something that in Denmark, Mai is also a little bit uh, for in in some people's mind a provocateur because she's really she's really cutting edge and pushing this uh, forward by her example. So so when I came the first time, it, it was a little bit uh, out of the ordinary to see a place where you take away uh, almost all medicine from from the, the the people with the dementia and you know they go to a trip to the forest and hug trees and right. uh, really hug, was a hug great each team, other by the way. so so i i was also i mean there i think there are really a lot of things to learn and you could see them in the film also but but um so so i mean my is really an extraordinary uh, person uh, in the danish uh, system and society So I, I want to talk a little about that. Provocateur is such a great word. My, are, are are you a person of controversy? Is is that really? I mean, are you pushing back in a sense from a from a policy perspective as well? I've noticed on your website, by the way, uh, I'll I'll make sure that we we include that in your bio so we can send people to your website as well. And if you want to give a shout out to it right now, by all means, go right ahead. Um, would you call yourself a provocateur? Yes, I think I am. And I, I think also it's because the whole project and idea about my, my care home was a revolt against the system, the existing system we have. And it is because we have this, nice. we have this Scandinavian model of care that um, in many countries, they, they want to do the same or they, they really look up to it. But the... Um, The part of it that, that goes wrong is that when you have a, a care model that is so in, uh, so big and so uh, systematic, then you also forget sometimes who, who, who you take care of. And um, I think um, I mm. tried to, to, from the beginning, to, to turn around the, the view of who we take care of because in, in Scandinavia and I also think in the rest of the world, we talk a lot about taking care of the staff all the time. And then I try to turn it around and say, we, we, well, the first part is that we have to take care of the residents. Uh, the, uh, and then by that, we automatically take care of ourselves as a staff. So that's seeing it uh, the other way around mm. as, a, as a call, you could say. As as a call, did you say? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so my, uh, uh, I think before you even logged on and we hit re the record button, uh, Louise and I were talking a little bit about this this philosophical edge uh, to to the work that you do, and I'd love to hear about that if you're okay with that. But but, and I'm going to pronounce uh, uh, a name of a Lugstrap, uh, the philosopher, uh, somebody who was uh, heavily heavily influenced by Kierkegaard and Heidegger and Emmanuel Levinas, somebody who 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 I've read a great deal of, and and can you talk about at the risk of going too academic here 
Can you talk about the ethical demand of others? What what does that mean? Like you just used the word call, and I'm I'm sensing you you mean calling. Can you talk about that a bit? Uh, yes, uh, it's it's about uh, being aware of these people as dependent people, as uh, that we we are actually every every one of us is is born dependent and and receiving, and that we we uh, depend on each other. And I think the modern world really focuses on elderly people getting independent all the time and we have to use assistive technology medicine to get them um, to reach a level of independency that is uh, acceptable <laughs> but uh, we we try to to see the that when they're dependent it's actually a good thing it's a normal thing it's a natural thing and they depend of, of us and, right. and the other way around also and that that we as caregivers also develop ourselves when we take care of these people so it's uh yes uh, in in the academic version you could say it's a dialectic relation we have with with these residents and and um when we talk about Lukestrup it's 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 about that um interdependence or what is it called in English I don't know but right yes right <laughs> no inter interdependence is such a great yes, word we need right. to unpack that more I mean in this I mean this is what's so beautiful and timely about your film too Louise is I mean this is a film about community this is the universal story that I think you're telling in this crazy, sexist, racist, kind of hateful world we live in right now. Did did you, see, Louise? Thank you. Thanks for that, my uh, Louise. Did you see that when you went into this story that this could be seen as a metaphor for uh, all of these other issues that are going on around the world? Um, not in the beginning. I, I really, I think I, I work also really much with my intuition. So if, if yeah, I'm fascinated by a place and and talked to Maya and went there, I you know, I just get fascinated with a place and I want to 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 explore it. But then uh, along the way, I just um, it really impacted me um, how much I mean in the end of our lives, um, when all what we have strived for, all ambition, everything is over, how much I mean or the basic, the human contact that you belong to somebody, you have an importance that you have somebody that will touch your hand, hold your hand, look into your eyes, that this is really the meaning of, of being alive and that you can, even if, if you're really sick, you can sit and you can touch, see, you can feel the wind and you can see the sun and all those things that May and, and her staff use to, to comfort also the people with Dementia. So, so for me, I think I I really took my own values in my life. Also, you know, thought about them in in the process, and then it was in the Corona came, and I think that has made all of us really aware because we were isolated from each other. We were, I mean, even more aware how important we are to each other as human beings. Without all the um, yeah, all the bullshit around us, but just as human beings. 
the the uh, this the singular or the simple story that that has universal implications for me uh, having been interviewing filmmakers now for about seven or eight years is really what's most important I think and and this is why I think what's so amazing about the work that you're doing my with with this is that you're you, how many how many residents at at, at your home eleven twelve twelve. 12, 12 people. So, you know, 12 people to change the world could be, could be the title of, of the book that you're going to write, you know? I mean, isn't, isn't that a beautiful thing that, that, you know, I, I love how you say in the film that uh, I think you say at least, Louise, help me out here, but I think my says, I took matters into my own hands. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, like a good existentialist, you stepped into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it true, my, you, you actually bought the place, uh, I mean, it, it took you so long to, to 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 get the finances to really get it up running, but you just on a you just bought it very impulsively just to do something. Yes, yes, that was how it was. <laughs> it took me seven years to to um, to find the money to 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 be able to build the place actually. <laughs> so um, yes. A real, real passionate commitment. You know, I, I've traveled a fair bit in the work that I do. And I remember uh, I was uh, working in, and I've worked in Cambodia for, for many, many years. And I remember telling a dear friend of mine, uh, Romania, how my father was in this place called this long-term care facility. And he was visibly horrified that we had put my dad somewhere else, that he was now on his own that he was being cared for by somebody else that that we hadn't taken him in like this was just so foreign right is is that a pro- is that a problem my in 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 the western world largely would you say or ha- have we somewhere along the way i mean we didn't listen to nightingale clearly mm. yeah it's it's um <clears throat> Actually, when when we look at elderly people in in the Western culture, it's like they're worthless. So they don't have, um, they they cannot give us anything more. We just put them in in these facilities. In and and when you look at the third world, you would see that people with dementia they would sit in the corner of of of. Uh, of the house in in the normal family, and maybe they would have some 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 signs of dementia, or maybe they would be um, very affected with that. But but uh, but the family members would also always listen to them because uh, they are the, the senior in in the family, the the ones to to that we have to listen to. Also, if also if they have dementia, so they don't get into the facilities and they don't have these facilities in those countries, because we still they still see them as a human being, um, equal to to themselves and and as this old person in the family that you equal, would yeah. have to to listen to him, um, and and we need uh, a little bit more about uh, from that culture. I think we need that in in our Western culture. To to we try to do that in 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 my care care home to try to look at these people as as the people that give us something every day and every time they open their mouth they have something mm, to tell us good. also if they if they tell us 
all all they want to tell us in 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 another language or in a new way we we have to listen to them we have to get inspired of them and we can actually we can do that so um so you can take actually some some parts from that culture from third world culture and you can put it into our modern culture in in the western culture and you can learn learn so much Yeah, I think I'm. I think you're absolutely right. The idea of listening, this just—I mean—that's another theme, Louise, in this film. It seems to me, just this idea of listening to others. Uh, unfortunately, we've got to wrap up in a couple of minutes here, which is just crazy to me. I knew we weren't going to have enough time. Uh, that's all. That's it. Always happens. I, I love that about a great conversation, and and thank you both. But Louise. Can I ask this question? And this may not be a simple question, but how, how, having made this film, it is not over yet. How is that going to affect the next film that you make? Are you approaching it differently because of this experience with my and with these residents? And, and I'm fascinated by, by how it may have changed you. I think that um, well, I, I, I talked to to some colleagues about it. That I I was very attached to my grandma. She, I, I spent a lot of weekends there because I didn't have contact with my father when mm. my parents were divorced. And I really I really fell in love with it, with the residents at the as at Dagmar's Mende. And I think that I have this um, this feeling to 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 work with old people. Uh, I just did some research today and that was also with a lady 78 years old so I think that uh, I could continue uh, on that path and also right. to, to do a collective story like an ensemble film where instead of always looking at the individual story and the individual struggle to try to, to, to create stories about community because I think the community mm. that is really so essential if yeah, in in the thing we need in the world today to to change the world. So so I, that's, that's two good. things that I will uh, take with me. It's so good. What what a pleasure having you both here today to chat. And isn't isn't it amazing? I'm I'm old enough to still be amazed by this crazy thing called the internet. The fact <laughs> that we can connect like this across the world and and talk about these important and and beautiful things. Louise, my thank you for making a film that. Uh, I hope everyone sees this. It's important. It's profound. It's beautiful. It's, 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 uh, yeah, it's full of that sort of, uh, can, I'm going to quote Heidegger here, average everyday sort of uh, uh, ordinary truth. It's about being present. It's uh, what a, what a gift uh, that you've both created. Thank you so much uh, for joining me today on face to face. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting us. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.